The good news is that many of these Tate nouns contain an adjective ready to use within the word. Kreativ lies within Kreativität. What about Aktivität? Aktiv. Ja, aktiv, active. And in Spontanität? Spontan. Richtig, spontan. You'll find normal within die Normalität. So how would you say, that's quite normal? Quite is ganz. So once again, that's quite normal. Das ist ganz normal. Ja, das ist ganz normal. And finally, with a slight spelling change, you'll find originell within originalität. Let's now try. Artists must be especially creative and original in order to be successful nowadays. Artists are Künstler. I'm sure you detected the word Kunst in Künstler. Especially is besonders. So, artists must be especially creative and original. Künstler müssen besonders kreativ und originell sein. Künstler müssen besonders kreativ und originell sein in order to be successful nowadays. A lot of useful vocabulary to master here. Successful, erfolgreich, is one of those two for the price of one words. Erfolg, meaning success, and reich, which translates as rich. And put together, erfolgreich, rich in success. Successful, erfolgreich. For nowadays, use heutzutage, heutzutage. Here again, you'll recognize bits like heut or heute, today, and tage, days. Today and all days, nowadays, heutzutage. So, keeping erfolgreich and heutzutage in mind, try in order to be successful nowadays. Um heutzutage erfolgreich zu sein. Künstler müssen besonders kreativ und originell sein, um heutzutage erfolgreich zu sein. Well done. The word order was particularly tricky there. Okay, try these last few Tate words. Sentimentality. Sentimentalität. Sentimentalität. And tucked inside it is sentimental, which is... Sentimental. Yes, sentimental. And reality? Realität. Realität, inside which you'll find real. Real. Yes, real. How would you say nowadays there is no time for sentimentality? Remember, starting with heutzutage will affect the word order. No time is keine Zeit, so let's try Nowadays there is no time. Heutzutage gibt es keine Zeit. Ja, heutzutage gibt es keine Zeit for sentimentality.
Für Sentimentalität. Für Sentimentalität. And now, building on that, reality dominates. Please use die Realität and be aware that to dominate is one of your good ear and friends. So once again, reality dominates. Die Realität dominiert. Die Realität dominiert. And putting all that together, nowadays there is no time for sentimentality. Reality dominates. Heutzutage gibt es keine Zeit für Sentimentalität. Die Realität dominiert. Heutzutage gibt es keine Zeit für Sentimentalität. Die Realität dominiert. Bravo, you're flying ahead. Could you link these two sentences now and say, nowadays there is no time for sentimentality, for reality dominates. Do you recall the link word Michelle Thomas introduced you to, which does not affect the word order? Yes, den. Okay, nowadays there is no time for sentimentality, for reality dominates. Heutzutage gibt es keine Zeit für Sentimentalität, denn die Realität dominiert. Heutzutage gibt es keine Zeit für Sentimentalität, denn die Realität dominiert. If the word order wasn't spot on, don't worry. It won't affect whether you are understood or not. An ear for word order is an instinct you'll develop with experience, just like German toddlers learning their mother tongue. Now, Although it was easy to create Realität out of the English reality, this isn't the whole story. Languages are rich and varied, and so one must accept that many itty words in English don't end in Tate in German, nor are they so easily recognisable. Remember Michelle Thomas taught you the words possible and possibility, which were? Möglich, die Möglichkeit. Möglich und die Möglichkeit. He also introduced the word opportunity. Die Gelegenheit. Yes, die Gelegenheit, from which you can extract gelegen, meaning opportune. Well, both possibility and opportunity end in itty in English, but the main body of the word in German is totally different from the English. Yet, If you spot that height or kite ending, it'll be easier to make an educated guess as to its meaning. The height and kite endings we're about to explore belong to nouns guaranteed to be feminine and likely in English to end in itty or ness or even hood. Take that word possibility, or I could say likelihood. You see, the word möglichkeit leads you to both the English itty possibility and the hood likelihood endings. Let's try some sentences to get to grips with them. If to take used with opportunity is the separable verb wahrnehmen, how would you suggest take the opportunity? Nehmen Sie die Gelegenheit wahr? Ja. Nehmen Sie die Gelegenheit wahr. Eine Gelegenheit wahrnehmen is to take an opportunity in the sense of to make the most of it. Right, 
Building on that, say, take the opportunity to visit the sites in Berlin with me. The word for sites, Sehenswürdigkeiten, is a mouthful, I admit, but break it down into three parts and it's both manageable and easier to remember. It has the plural ending kiten, Sehenswürdigkeiten, literally means sight-worthy things. Sehen is to see and Sehens of seeing, würdig, worthy, plus your kiten ending, Sehenswürdigkeiten. Imagine you are seeing the sights in 3D, in 3D, and keep those three parts divided until they naturally slot back together. Sehenswürdigkeiten. Try it. Sehenswürdigkeiten. Wird es besser? Is it getting better? Let's use it with to visit, besuchen. So, how would you say to visit the sites? Die Sehenswürdigkeiten zu besuchen. Well done. Die Sehenswürdigkeiten zu besuchen. And once more, the whole sentence. Take the opportunity to visit the sites. Nehmen Sie die Gelegenheit wahr, die Sehenswürdigkeiten zu besuchen. Nehmen Sie die Gelegenheit wahr, die Sehenswürdigkeiten zu besuchen. That's real progress. Try to answer that suggestion. Thanks. I'd like to take the opportunity to visit the Brandenburger Tor. Let's split it up. Thanks. I would like to take the opportunity. Danke. Ich möchte die Gelegenheit wahrnehmen. Danke. Ich möchte die Gelegenheit wahrnehmen. Now let's add to visit the Brandenburger Tor. Das Brandenburger Tor zu besuchen. Das Brandenburger Tor zu besuchen. What if you wonder whether it's possible to see the remains of the Berlin Wall? An elegant way to express yourself here is to ask Besteht die Möglichkeit? Meaning, does the possibility exist? So, is it possible to visit the remains of the Berlin Wall? Breaking that down, let's start with is it possible? Besteht die Möglichkeit? Gut. Besteht die Möglichkeit? And adding to visit the remains of the Berlin Wall. The remains are die Reste. Think of the rest of. An outside wall is eine Mauer. And this one, die Berliner Mauer. So how would you say the remains of the Berlin Wall? Die Reste der Berliner Mauer. Gut, die Reste der Berliner Mauer. Did you turn die Berliner Mauer into der Berliner Mauer to show the belonging situation of the Berlin Wall? And now, to visit the remains of the Berlin Wall? Die Reste der Berliner Mauer zu besuchen. Besteht die Möglichkeit? die Reste der Berliner Mauer zu besuchen. And once again, does the possibility exist, is it possible, to visit the remains of the Berlin Wall? Besteht die Möglichkeit, die Reste der Berliner Mauer zu besuchen? 
Besteht die Möglichkeit, die Reste der Berliner Mauer zu besuchen? Phrased so elegantly, how could anyone refuse you? Now, let's look at a few more words that end in kite. If notwendig means necessary, what is the necessity? Die Notwendigkeit. Die Notwendigkeit. Richtig. As you're planning what to see in Berlin, say, a good coffee house is an absolute necessity. Try and guess absolute. Absolut. Genau. Exactly. And the coffee house? Das Kaffeehaus. Prima. So, Back to our example. A good coffee house is an absolute necessity. Achtung, watch out. There are two describing words that need to be agreeable. First, the neuter word, a good coffee house. Ein gutes Kaffeehaus. Ein gutes Kaffeehaus. And now a feminine word is an absolute necessity. Ist eine absolute Notwendigkeit. Ist eine absolute Notwendigkeit. Stitched together, this gives you a good coffee house is an absolute necessity. Ein gutes Kaffeehaus ist eine absolute Notwendigkeit. Das stimmt. That's right. Ein gutes Kaffeehaus ist eine absolute Notwendigkeit. These kite nouns are often based on adjectives. Let's explore some of them. If heiter means cheerful, then cheerfulness is... Die Heiterkeit. Die Heiterkeit. And if schwierig means hard, the difficulty is... Die Schwierigkeit. Ja, die Schwierigkeit. Can you recall the adjective Michelle Thomas mentioned for that? Comfortable, beautiful ambiance in a German home. Gemütlich. Ja, gemütlich. One speaks of die typische deutsche Gemütlichkeit, that typical German coziness. Pünktlich means punctual, so punctuality becomes... Die Pünktlichkeit. Die Pünktlichkeit. And if fähig means able, the ability becomes die Fähigkeit die Fähigkeit grateful is dankbar thankful so gratitude becomes die Dankbarkeit die Dankbarkeit now if to express is ausdrücken how would you say speaking to sie I'd like to express my gratitude to you. Ich möchte Ihnen meine Dankbarkeit ausdrücken. Ich möchte Ihnen meine Dankbarkeit ausdrücken. It's worth getting that verb drücken under your belt, as it crops up all over the place. If you see drücken printed on a glass door, press, don't pull. Which, by the way, is ziehen. In the lift, im lift, someone might say, Auf den Knopf für den zweiten Stock drücken, bitte. Der Knopf, the button. 
Auf den Knopf für den zweiten Stock drücken, bitte. Which floor does the gentleman want? Yes, the second floor, den zweiten Stock. It's so useful, that verb drücken, to press. It leads to ausdrücken, to express, then on to sich ausdrücken, to express oneself, and yet further to der Ausdruck, the expression. Meanwhile, der Eindruck is the impression, ein, in, and beeindrucken, to impress. Try, I wanted to impress you. Ich wollte sie beeindrucken. Ich wollte sie beeindrucken. If you had a good stab at that, you certainly did impress. But let's return to our kite words formed from adjectives. Something small is klein and you learned earlier that a little something small or a snack is... Eine Kleinigkeit. Eine Kleinigkeit. Note the letters IG pronounced ich that sneaked in there between klein and kite. The same IG slips into a something sweet. So if süß means sweet, a something sweet would be... Eine Süßigkeit. Eine Süßigkeit. Das könnte Schokolade oder Bonbons sein. Bonbons means sweets. If to need is brauchen, how would you say... I need a little something sweet now. Ich brauche jetzt eine kleine Süßigkeit. Ich brauche jetzt eine kleine Süßigkeit. Schnell, ein Stück Schokolade für Julius. Well, you know that schnell means fast. But there is another word for that. Geschwind. From this you can form quickness, speed, by sneaking in that IG and adding your kite ending. So speed is die Geschwindigkeit. Ja, die Geschwindigkeit. And finally, I hope you find this doable, machbar. As you know, machen like tun means to do. The ending bar often corresponds to our ibel or abel ending. Machbar, doable or feasible. So how would you say feasibility? Die Machbarkeit. Die Machbarkeit. Now try, the feasibility of these plans and strategies is questionable. These plans and strategies are diese Pläne und Strategien. But remember that this is a belonging situation of these plans and strategies. So, dieser Pläne und Strategien. And questionable, questionable is Ask-worthy. To ask, fragen, worthy, würdig. Drop the en off fragen, put them together and you get fragwürdig. You try. The feasibility of these plans and strategies is questionable. Die Machbarkeit dieser Pläne und Strategien ist fragwürdig. Richtig. Die Machbarkeit dieser Pläne und Strategien ist fragwürdig. Okay, that was making kite nouns from adjectives. Let's now approach it the other way around. Grausam means both cruel and dreadful. 
So eine Grausamkeit would be a cruelty or a dreadful deed, an atrocity. Ähnlich means alike or similar, so die Ähnlichkeit means the similarity. Do you understand what Julia is saying to Julius now? Julius, die Ähnlichkeit zwischen dir und deinem Vater ist enorm. The similarity, die Ähnlichkeit, between you and your father, zwischen dir und deinem Vater, is enormous, ist enorm. Let's move on now to words ending in height. They behave in the same way as kite nouns and correspond in certain cases to the English endings hood or ness. Take gesund, meaning healthy. How would you say health? Gesundheit. Richtig, Gesundheit. In fact, this is what to say when someone sneezes near to you. So, let's say, speaking to Sie, Bless you, do you have a cold? A cold is eine Erkältung. Can you spot kalt, cold, in die Erkältung? So once again, bless you, do you have a cold? <gasps> Gesundheit, haben Sie eine Erkältung? Nein, ich habe keine Erkältung. Ich habe eine Allergie gegen Katzen. Haben Sie Julius' Problem verstanden? Did you understand Julius' problem? Eine Allergie gegen Katzen. Whereas we would say an allergy to cats, Germans say eine Allergie gegen Katzen. Gegen really means against. Okay, if krank is ill, how would you say an illness? Eine Krankheit. Eine Krankheit. And knowing schön is beautiful. Michelle Thomas taught you how to say she's a beauty. Sie ist eine Schönheit. Sie ist eine Schönheit. What if frei, written F-R-E-I, means free? What about the word freedom? Freiheit. Ja, die Freiheit. And unity, literally oneness. Einheit. Ja, die Einheit. If important is wichtig, how would you say freedom, unity and health are very important for all? Freiheit, Einheit und die Gesundheit sind für alle sehr wichtig. Freiheit, Einheit und die Gesundheit sind für alle sehr wichtig. Sicher, certainly. And indeed, if sicher means certain or safe, how would you say certainty or security? Die Sicherheit. Die Sicherheit. Can you now guess what der Sicherheitsgurt is? Etwas, was Sie im Flugzeug und auch im Auto anlegen sollten. Der Sicherheitsgurt, the safety belt. In the aeroplane, im Flugzeug. Die Stewardess will insist, legen Sie bitte Ihren Sicherheitsgurt an. Anlegen, to lay on, put on. The abbreviated request you'll hear or read in the plane, which means exactly the same, is Bitte anschnallen. Bitte anschnallen. Please strap yourself in.
Do you recall Michelle Thomas telling you it was getting dark? Es wurde dunkel, as he explored the various tenses with you. Now you can guess the word for darkness. Dunkelheit. Ja, die Dunkelheit. And the word for childhood? Kindheit. Die Kindheit. And if happy is glücklich, how would you say, I had a happy childhood? Ich hatte eine glückliche Kindheit. Ich hatte eine glückliche Kindheit. Opposites in German are beautifully straightforward. Just hook un on the beginning and you can't go wrong. So how would you state the opposite? Unfortunately, my childhood was unhappy. Start with leider, unfortunately, and think about the word order. Leider war meine Kindheit unglücklich. Leider war meine Kindheit unglücklich. But that's in the past. We all grumble, wie doch die Zeit vergeht, how time flies. Vergehen, go by, to pass. Die Zeit vergeht, time passes. Vergangen, past, gone by. Can you now deduce from vergangen the actual word for the past, meaning both the past tense and your own past? Die Vergangenheit. Die Vergangenheit. You'll talk of what you did in der Vergangenheit, in the past. Time to move on now to another common ending for nouns, ung. By the way, the great bonus with tate, height and kite endings is that they are all, without exception, feminine. And this also applies to hundreds of words ending in ung. You've already encountered many such words, for example, the flat or apartment, die Wohnung, and in it, the central heating, die Zentralheizung. Die Ordnung means order, tidiness, as in the expression, all is okay, everything is in order, which is, alles ist in Ordnung. Now, sorry is, Entschuldigung. A cold, eine Erkältung. There is a handy little trick with these ung words, and it goes like this. Most ung words are created out of the verb in its full to form, the infinitive. Let me show you how with melden, to announce, and verspäten, to be late. Take melden, slice off the en ending, which leaves you with melt, and then simply stitch on ung, it's a piece of cake, kinderleicht, childishly simple. So, what's an announcement? Eine Meldung. Eine Meldung. And if verspäten is to be late, what is a delay? Eine Verspätung. Ja, eine Verspätung. How would you say 30 minutes? 30 Minuten. 30 Minuten. So if you were the Ansager or Ansagerin im Bahnhof, the announcer in the station, how would you say an important announcement? The train to Frankfurt has a delay of 30 minutes. Breaking that up, 
an important announcement? Eine wichtige Meldung. Ja, eine wichtige Meldung. Für alle Passagiere nach Frankfurt. And now, remembering the word der Zug? The train to Frankfurt has a delay of 30 minutes. Der Zug nach Frankfurt hat eine Verspätung von 30 Minuten. Der Zug nach Frankfurt hat eine Verspätung von 30 Minuten. Let's try another example. If to warn is warnen, what is a warning? Eine Warnung. Eine Warnung. And if to divert is umleiten, literally to lead, leiten and um, around, giving you umleiten, what is a detour? Eine Umleitung. Eine Umleitung. Gut. And if to flood is überschwemmen, think of water soaking, swimming over, über, giving you überschwemmen, how would you say a flood? Eine Überschwemmung. Eine Überschwemmung. Now we can understand the road sign. Warning, detour, due to flood. Due to is wegen. So once again, warning, detour. Warnung, Umleitung. Warnung, Umleitung. And due to flood? Wegen Überschwemmung. Warnung, Umleitung, wegen Überschwemmung. Good to know that. Whatever your navigational skills, you'll never make the mistake now of hunting for that elusive place Umleitung. Okay, if öffnen means to open, what would opening be? Öffnung. Öffnung, richtig. So, die Öffnungszeiten means the opening times. So if this museum is dieses Museum, could you now ask, when are the opening times for this museum? Let's start with, when are the opening times? Wann sind die Öffnungszeiten? Wann sind die Öffnungszeiten? Now, for this museum... Für dieses Museum. Wann sind die Öffnungszeiten für dieses Museum? Now, if regieren is to rule or govern, what is the German government? Die deutsche Regierung. Die deutsche Regierung. Gut. And if bevölkern means to populate, can you guess the word for population? Listen out for the word peoples in bevölkern. Das Volk, the folk, the people, as in Volkswagen, the car of the people. Its plural is die Völker, the peoples, as in die Völker Afrikas, the peoples of Africa. So once again, from bevölkern, you'll get the population. Die Bevölkerung. Die Bevölkerung. Whether you agree with this statement or not, would you now understand? Die Bevölkerung bekommt die Regierung, die sie verdient. 
the population, die Bevölkerung, bekommt, gets, die Regierung, die sie verdient, the government it deserves. Verdienen actually means both to deserve and to earn. Let's try the same with meinen. It means to think or mean, have an opinion on. So what is an opinion? Eine Meinung. Ja, eine Meinung. You may be asked, was meinen Sie? What do you mean? Or how would you say, what is your opinion? Was ist Ihre Meinung? Was ist Ihre Meinung? The answer to that requires an adjustment, as you'll have to answer, according to my opinion, meiner Meinung nach. Nach changes meine to meiner. Then the verb follows immediately. So how would you say, in my opinion? Meiner Meinung nach. Meiner Meinung nach stimmt das nicht. In my opinion, that's not right. So how would you say, that's right? Das stimmt. Ja, das stimmt. And that's really not right? Das stimmt wirklich nicht. Das stimmt wirklich nicht. And finally, using not at all, which is überhaupt nicht, try, in my opinion, that's not at all right. Meiner Meinung nach stimmt das überhaupt nicht. Meiner Meinung nach stimmt das überhaupt nicht. Well done for expressing such clear disagreement. On the other hand, if you don't have an opinion because you don't know about something, then it's essential to learn the verb ahnen, which means to know, in the sense of having some sort of hunch. Ahnen, that's A-H-N-E-N. So, what is a hunch? Eine Ahnung. Yes, eine Ahnung. And how would you say, using keine for no, I have no idea, I haven't a clue. Ich habe keine Ahnung. Sehr gut. Ich habe keine Ahnung. A useful phrase to get you out of trouble if you didn't quite understand the question. Bedienen means to serve and langsam means slow. So you can now complain, the service here is so slow. Die Bedienung hier ist so langsam. Die Bedienung hier ist so langsam. Leider, unfortunately. To serve oneself is the reflexive verb sich bedienen. So try and say, help yourself please. Bedienen Sie sich bitte. Richtig, bedienen Sie sich. And once you know this, you will recognize the sign Selbstbedienung, which, can you guess, means self-service, of course. There are countless words starting with selbst, meaning self. For example, Selbstdisziplin, meaning Yes, self-discipline. Now, if Vertrauen means to trust, 
Could you guess Selbstvertrauen? Self-trust, self-confidence. Try this. If a language is eine Sprache and one needs is man braucht, how would you say, in order to learn a language, one needs self-discipline and self-confidence? If you start with in order to, you'll have to say, in order a language to learn needs one self-discipline and self-confidence. Um eine Sprache zu lernen, braucht man Selbstdisziplin und Selbstvertrauen. Um eine Sprache zu lernen, braucht man Selbstdisziplin und Selbstvertrauen. One does indeed need self-discipline and self-confidence to learn a language, but it then rewards you with even greater self-confidence. Noch mehr, still more, Selbstvertrauen. I can't emphasize enough how German uses a part of a word that reappears in another in any number of disguises. And such a part is the actual word part. In German, this is der Teil, that's capital T-E-I-L, which means the share as well as the part. It's contained in teilen, to part, to share, to divide. So, bearing in mind we are still dealing with ung words, what would a division be? Eine Teilung. Gut, eine Teilung. Now, das Abteil im Zug is your compartment in a train. But die Abteilung is a department within a business or shop. So, if clothes is Kleidung, How would you say the clothes department? Die Kleidungsabteilung. Die Kleidungsabteilung. And the gentlemen's and ladies department? Die Herren- und Damenabteilung. Die Herren- und Damenabteilung. Now you can ask, could you please tell me where the children's department is? Using Könnten Sie for could you and sagen for to tell, how would you say, could you please tell me? Könnten Sie mir bitte sagen? Ja, könnten Sie mir bitte sagen. And now, where the children's department is. Remember that where drops you into a vile situation. So once again, where the children's department is. Wo die Kinderabteilung ist? Können Sie mir bitte sagen, wo die Kinderabteilung ist? And if Mode is Fashion, what about the Fashion Department? Die Modeabteilung. Die Modeabteilung. Gut. Within large stores, Kaufhäuser, there are heutzutage food departments. To access them, it's useful to know the word Lebensmittel. Mittel? translates as the means, the ways, and Lebens, of living, means of living, food, Lebensmittel. The word covers food in general. Let's try a really long word, the food department. Die Lebensmittelabteilung. Die Lebensmittelabteilung. Super! 
and in the middle of all that is our precious friend, tile. Once you've learned tile, it's a small step to for tile, meaning advantage, literally the part in front, and its opposite, nachteil, disadvantage, literally the part after. German may well strike you as a language of unusually long words, aber alles hat seine Vorteile und seine Nachteile. What does that mean? Yes, everything has its advantages and its disadvantages. You see, with German, you can learn so much from a single word. Understanding tile also gains you access to tiles or teilweise, which means partly, or ein Teilzeitjob, meaning a part-time job, Teilzeitjob. What about ein Teilerfolg? A partial success. The separable verb teilnehmen is also very important. Can you guess its meaning? Teilnehmen, to take part. The participant is der Teilnehmer or its feminine version. Die Teilnehmerin. Can you understand what Julius and Julia agree about this time? Ich bin glücklich, dass ich an diesem Sprachkurs teilnehmen darf. Ich freue mich auch, dass ich an diesem Sprachkurs teilnehmen darf. They are both pleased that they may take part an diesem Sprachkurs, in this language course. Super! And finally, let's tackle a very ambitious Ungword. Michelle Thomas taught you that if you made ein Kleidungsstück, a piece of clothing, a garment, dirty, which is schmutzig, You would need to get it clean, which is rein or sauber. Ich muss es reinigen lassen means I have to get it cleaned. Ich muss es reinigen lassen. Well, if reinigen is to clean, then verschmutzen is yes, to make dirty, to pollute. Verschmutzen. You can hear schmutz, dirt, in the verb. Also in schmutzig, dirty. Schmutz, schmutzig, verschmutzen. Remembering that trick of making an Ungword, try and guess the word pollution. Die Verschmutzung. Prima, die Verschmutzung. Lots of schmutz inside, Verschmutzung. Okay. You know the word for world, we used it in worldwide, which was weltweit. So the world is die Welt. Die Welt, richtig. If I give you one small extra prefix, the word um, meaning around, then the world around you, which is your environment, becomes in German, can you guess it, the around world? Die Umwelt. Genau, exactly. Die Umwelt. Let's now put all the Teile, the parts, together and you have the longest, dirty, Ungword I can instantly think of. Environmental pollution. And you now know what that is. So? Umweltverschmutzung. Großartig. Superb.
This is a problem that deeply concerns the Germans. If to protest is an Ehren verb and air is Luft, think of the airline Lufthansa, how would you say they protest against air pollution? Sie protestieren gegen Luftverschmutzung. Richtig, sie protestieren gegen Luftverschmutzung. And now, if ground is Boden, try they protest against ground pollution. Sie protestieren gegen Bodenverschmutzung. Genau, sie protestieren gegen Bodenverschmutzung. And if water is Wasser, they protest against water pollution. Sie protestieren gegen Wasserverschmutzung. Ja, natürlich. Sie protestieren gegen Wasserverschmutzung. Well done. That's quite an achievement. And enough ung words for now. Okay, there is another family of words that deserves your attention and fits in well here because they too are 100% feminine. They end in schaft, which very loosely corresponds to the English ending ship. So, work out the German word for friendship. Ja, Freundschaft. In line with German's tendency to build words brick upon brick, watch what happens with the word hospitality. Think of it as indicating the friendship that you offer a guest. Knowing that guest in German is Gast, work out the word for hospitality, literally Guest friendship. Die Gastfreundschaft. Easy. Now, if to value is schätzen and ihre is your, how would you say, thank you, I value your friendship and hospitality? Danke, ich schätze ihre Freundschaft und Gastfreundschaft. Genau. Ich schätze ihre Freundschaft und Gastfreundschaft. This schaft ending will confirm that you're dealing with a noun and frequently a general collective word like die Gesellschaft, the society, die Gemeinschaft, the community, or die Mannschaft, the team. Focus on recognizing the first part of the word and then make a stab at the whole. Take, for example, die Landschaft, and focus on Land. What does it mean? Das Land means the land, the country, as in Deutschland, Griechenland, Greece, Russland, Russia, das Ausland, abroad, the outland. Die Landschaft is the general word for the countryside. Let's approach what we have learned from another angle. You see or hear the word Gefangenschaft. Knowing that fangen is to catch, can you guess gefangen? Yes, caught. And can you now guess gefangenschaft, a state in which you are caught? Captivity, die Gefangenschaft. Let's try die Wissenschaft. Wissen means... Yes, to know, and being in the state of knowing how things work can help you to guess and certainly to remember that D 
Die Wissenschaft is the study of science. Die Wissenschaft. Well done if you guessed that. Endings, of which there are over 30 different kinds, act as handy hooks for remembering vocabulary. They also yield vital clues to help you make an educated guess as to a word's meaning. Just a few more endings before we finish this segment to clarify what I mean. The ending foll, that's V-O-L-L, indicates something that is full, foll. Los, that's L-O-S, means less or without. Knowing this, you'll find it easy to understand. Mein Onkel ist liebevoll, aber leider humorlos. Mein Onkel ist... My uncle is liebevoll, full of love, loving, aber leider, but unfortunately, humorlos, without humor. How would you say one must be tactful if the situation is hopeless? Tact is the same in German, only you spell it T-A-K-T. Now, it's one small step to guessing tactful. Taktvoll. Ja, taktvoll. Situation is pronounced die Situation. What is to hope? Hoffen. Hoffen. The hope, die Hoffnung, with an extra N sneaked in, is yet another ung word. Be careful here when you try to say hopeful. An extra S slips in after Hoffnung for ease of pronunciation. So how would you say hopeful? Hoffnungsvoll. Hoffnungsvoll. And now hopeless? Hoffnungslos. Hoffnungslos. Gut. So once again, one must be tactful. Man muss taktvoll sein. Man muss taktvoll sein. If the situation is hopeless. If is wenn, and it triggers a vile situation. So, if the situation is hopeless. Wenn die Situation hoffnungslos ist. Wenn die Situation hoffnungslos ist. Mir sicher, certainly. Okay, how would you say childless? In German, it is literally without children. Kinderlos. Kinderlos. And free, meaning without costs. Kostenlos. Kostenlos. Free. And if work is Arbeit, how do you say out of work? Arbeitslos. Arbeitslos with an extra S. Out of work. You're getting the hang of it now. And if I now tell you that Sinn, that's capital S-I-N-N, means the sense behind something, the meaning, how would you say meaningful, sensible, worthwhile? Sinnvoll. Sinnvoll, genau. So how would you say it is not worthwhile, sensible, to wait here? Es ist sinnlos, hier zu warten. Ja. Es ist sinnlos, hier zu warten. I hope other endings will start to register with you now.
as helpmates that make understanding German so much easier. For example, the close link between the ending L, E-double-L, in German and AL, A-L, in English. You can, I'm sure, see the similarity between formel and formal and traditionnel and traditional. Based on this, how would you say original? Originel and official, remembering that the C will change to a Z, Z. Officiel, special becomes Speziell and financial Finanziell This is great news, but I'm afraid one can't assume that it will be a consistent pattern. As we said before, welcome the good, reliable friends, but accept that there are bad ones too. Indeed, there are some very false friends on this path. Eventuell is one such candidate. It ought to mean eventually, but in fact, it really means possibly. So, what would this mean? Meine Mutter wird eventuell morgen ankommen. Meine Mutter, my mother, wird eventuell morgen ankommen. Will possibly, might, arrive tomorrow. Aktuell, similarly, does not mean actually. Instead, it means relevant, in the sense of topical or current. So, listen to this piece of headline news. Das aktuelle Problem in Deutschland. Fünf Millionen Arbeitslos. Das aktuelle Problem in Deutschland. The current problem in Germany. Fünf Millionen Arbeitslos. Five million unemployed. Something useful to note is the affinity between the German ending ish, spelt I-S-C-H, and the English ending ish, I-S-H, as in childish, which is kindish in German. This also works for British, English, Holländisch, Spanish, and Turkish, meaning, yes, Turkish, but don't assume it will always work so consistently. Similarly, once you click that the English ik and ickle also corresponds to the German ish, then you can deduce that praktisch means practical. And you could work out historical as historisch and political politisch classical klassisch and even typical typisch. Typisch. But don't apply this link randomly. It certainly works for optimistisch, pessimistisch, fantastisch, romantisch, and even dynamisch, meaning yes, dynamic. But be wary, it's a handy aid, not a certainty. Like myself, you were probably surprised when Michelle Thomas mentioned that you only need around 800 to 1500 words in order to be able to function in another language. By the end of this course, you'll have many more than that and, more importantly, 
a very good insight into how German words are built up from smaller component parts. There is a trail of clues within the language that you will be able to pick up and interpret. This will make you realize, as Michel Thomas intended, that you can build up your vocabulary without total dependence on a dictionary. Vielen Dank für die Konzentration. Bis bald. Course segment two, verbs. Michel Thomas always maintained that verbs are the backbone of any language. In his words, if you can handle the verbs, you can handle the language. How true. So, in this segment, we'll make those verbs work for us. You'll acquire many new ones, along with additional vocabulary, to use them to your best advantage. Now, the good news is that all German verbs end in either N or EN, and... As you already know, 99% end in EN. That's a great beginning. Let's review a few. As an example of an EN verb, how would you say to send? Schicken. Good. Schicken. That's S-C-H-I-C-K-E-N. And to need? Brauchen. Yes. Brauchen. B-R-A-U-C-H-E-N. Now, for those verbs ending in N, one of the first Michel Thomas taught you was to do. So what is to do in German? That's right. Tun. T-U-N. And to be? Sein. Right. Sein. S-E-I-N. When verbs appear with these N or EN endings, Michel Thomas simply referred to them as the whole, the full verb, much like saying to be or not to be. He made it easy for us by saying that when you grabbed one of his so-called handles, the second verb was always the full verb and appeared at the end of the clause or sentence. So, keeping this in mind, how would you say, today I want to write postcards? Now... What was that want handle? Yes, wollen. Now, to write is schreiben. That's S-C-H-R-E-I-B-E-N. Think of the word scribe and you won't forget schreiben. You can work out postcards since it's so similar to the English. So once again, today I want to write postcards. Heute will ich Postkarten schreiben. Gut. Heute will ich Postkarten schreiben. Did you remember to make ich and will swap places after the word heute so that the verb remains in the second position in the sentence, as Michelle Thomas told you? Now, if letters are briefer, what about today I should write letters? Do you also remember the should handle? Yes, sollen. So... Today I should write letters. Heute sollte ich Briefe schreiben. Richtig. Heute sollte ich Briefe schreiben. But what if you couldn't do it that day, as you had to go out? Let's try, yesterday I couldn't write letters. But firstly, what is the could handle? Could is from can. Right. Können. Now, think this through. What does couldn't mean when you say, yesterday I couldn't write? 
I wasn't able to or I wouldn't be able to. Of course, here it means I wasn't able to, which is Ich konnte nicht. Now, remembering that negative keine, how would you say Yesterday I couldn't write letters or literally yesterday I was able to write no letters. Gestern konnte ich keine Briefe schreiben. Richtig. Gestern konnte ich keine Briefe schreiben. Ach so, oh really? Sie konnten keine Briefe schreiben? Warum nicht? Why not? Let's cue in the reason. I had to go shopping. Again, think about I had to. It's definitely not have in the sense of owning something. So what's another way of saying I have to do something in English? Right, I must do something. And the German for that is... Right again, müssen. So how would you say I have to in German? Ich muss. Gut, ich muss. And now I had to. Ich musste. Richtig, ich musste. To go shopping is einkaufen gehen. Here you have two verbs to describe an action, einkaufen and gehen. But that's nothing to worry about. If you use one of Michelle Thomas's handles, here müssen, both verbs go to the end in the full verb form. So how would you say, I had to go shopping? Ich musste einkaufen gehen. Ich musste einkaufen gehen. Okay, let's link these two sentences. I couldn't write any letters yesterday as I had to go shopping. What's that link word as? Yes, da. Remember, it triggers the vile situation. So, first, as I had to go shopping. Da ich einkaufen gehen musste. Mhm, da ich einkaufen gehen musste. And now, starting with gestern, I couldn't write any letters yesterday as I had to go shopping. Gestern konnte ich keine Briefe schreiben, da ich einkaufen gehen musste. Gestern konnte ich keine Briefe schreiben, da ich einkaufen gehen musste. Das war ein langer Satz. That was a long sentence. Ausgezeichnet. Excellent. See how essential those handles are in their various tenses? They open doors for you. Now, some verbs follow a definite pattern when it comes to choosing their endings. With these regular good guys, I will increasingly let you come up with the correct responses using your own good instincts. But if they are irregular bad boys that break the pattern, I'll show you how to tackle them before leaving you on your own. So far, you have practiced your German using mostly the polite Z form, which is the best and safest way to approach people until you become proper friends and both agree to drop the formality. Then you can use the more relaxed, informal Du form, which we'll learn to use and practice in this segment. Now, let's get to work and build on those regular good guy verbs in the present tense. How would you say, I am writing an email to my family. Remember the good news Michelle Thomas told you? There is no amming, ising or aring in German. I write, I am writing, I do write are all translated by... 
Ich schreibe. Richtig, ich schreibe. Pronounce that E-Ending for the Ich-Person clearly. Whereas we say to write to, in German it's schreiben an. You'll find that many verbs come with a connector attached, their own individual preposition. And when that happens, it's wise to remember them together. Okay, an email message is eine E-Mail. And as family is die Familie, remember to make the my agreeable. So, I'm writing an email to my family. Ich schreibe eine E-Mail an meine Familie. Gut. Ich schreibe eine E-Mail an meine Familie. Remember how Michelle Thomas pointed out that genders in German are mostly dictated by word endings and have little to do with femininity or masculinity? Well, in segment one, you learned that all words ending in tate, ung, heit, kite and schaft are feminine. Now, you can add to that most nouns with that pronounced final E, as in familie or Postcard, which is? Postkarte. Ja, Postkarte. Did you remember to pronounce that final E? Now, if rose is a D word that you can easily work out, try I'm giving you a rose as a present. You'll only need the one verb schenken here. That's S-C-H-E-N-K-E-N, -E as it implies the entire concept of giving as a present. You, in the sense of to you, is Ihnen. So once again, I'm giving you a rose as a present. Ich schenke Ihnen eine Rose. Gut, ich schenke Ihnen eine Rose. By the way, the German for present is das Geschenk, capital G-E-S-C-H-E-N-K, which brings to mind schenken and makes this easy to remember. Okay. To put something into is stecken. Think of to stick something into. That's S-T-E-C-K-E-N, stecken. Red is rot and klein is small. So what about she puts the red rose into the little vase? Remember to be agreeable. Both rose and vase are feminine. And be sure to pronounce all those E endings. So, once again, using stecken, she puts the red rose into the small vase. Sie steckt die rote Rose in die kleine Vase. Eine gute Idee. A good idea. That useful little verb stecken always implies putting something inside or into something. Did you remember the clear T ending for the er s form of the verb sie steckt? Good. Now, if money is das Geld and the bag or handbag is die Tasche, try he's putting the money into the bag. Er steckt das Geld in die Tasche. Gut. Er steckt das Geld in die Tasche. In fact, die Tasche also means pocket. So what is Taschengeld? Of course, pocket money. Okay, using the polite Z form, say, put the ticket into your pocket. Your is Ihre. Stecken Sie die Fahrkarte in Ihre Tasche. Stecken Sie die Fahrkarte in Ihre Tasche. Gut, 
Dort ist sie sicher. Good, it's safe there. Note in German we say she's safe. Dort ist sie sicher. As Fahrkarte is feminine. Did you get the ending right for the polite Z form of the verb? Sie stecken. To express a polite command, simply invert the two words, not sie stecken, but stecken sie. Couldn't be easier. To fix that in your mind, let's try a couple. If to me is mir, how would you say write to me? Schreiben Sie mir. Schreiben Sie mir and give it to me, please. Geben Sie es mir bitte. Geben Sie es mir bitte. Now, if minute is another lookalike D word and still is noch, how would you say we still need a minute? Or in German, we need still a minute. Richtig. Wir brauchen noch eine Minute. Did you get the EN ending for the wir person? Wir brauchen noch eine Minute. Okay, knowing that lamp is another lookalike D-word and a light bulb is eine Birne, try, we're putting a light bulb into the lamp. Wir stecken eine Birne in die Lampe. Wir stecken eine Birne in die Lampe. Birne is also the fruit pear, and not so strange, actually, if you consider the shape of both of them. Familie, Minute, Lampe, Rose. Hear the pattern emerge? Then work out the German for the D word cat. But slip in an extra Z before the final E. Katze. Katze, natürlich. Forming the plural of these feminine words is Kinderleicht, so easy a child could do it. Just add an N. So how would you say many cats? Viele Katzen. Good, viele Katzen. And now if to appear is erscheinen, and remembering that everywhere is überall, how would you say in Rome cats appear everywhere? In Rom erscheinen Katzen überall. In Rom erscheinen Katzen überall. Now, with all languages, there are exceptions. Here are just four exceptions to our rule that nouns ending in E are feminine. The boy is der Junge. Cheese is der Käse. Name is der Name. And the end, das Ende. The gender of a word always applies to the last part. If, as is so often the case in German, the word consists of two or more parts. So if Woche means week, and adding an extra N for ease of pronunciation, what is the weekend? Das Wochenende. Genau, das Wochenende. And if nächstes means next, with that agreeable ES ending for a das word, how would you say next weekend? Nächstes Wochenende. Ja, nächstes Wochenende. And if last is letztes, last weekend. Gut, letztes Wochenende. 
Every is Yedis, so how about every weekend? Jedes Wochenende. Jedes Wochenende. And finally, if dieses means this, how would you say, this weekend I'm staying at home? Dieses Wochenende bleibe ich zu Hause. Dieses Wochenende bleibe ich zu Hause. Remember, you can use the present tense in German to indicate something in the near future.